Welcome to Good People Talk, where the Good People Fund gives voice to the inspiration and impact being made daily by its 70-plus grantees. Oded Grinstein is one of them. As the founder of My Child's Cancer, Oded leads an organization giving parents of a child with cancer the medical knowledge and social support they need to be strong advocates for effective treatments and positive outcomes. The journey to this point began when Shani, Oded's nine-month-old daughter, was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer that she effectively beat back. For more information, visit goodpeoplefund.org. For now, here's Oded and GPF co-founder and executive director, Naomi Eisenberger. My child's cancer, the name, could not be more appropriate. You and I both know that when this happens, the world as you know it ends. Can you tell us about Shani and what happened to her and what happened to your family? First of all, thank you for having me. It's an honor. And thank you for all the support. As you mentioned, it all started with our own personal journey to save our firstborn. She was diagnosed with a very rare and a very aggressive type of cancer. That was back in Israel. We started treatment according to the local protocol, which called for chemotherapy and then uh, surgery and then radiation. However, she was two feet long and the tumor was in her lower back. So we were very concerned about the radiation part to her lower back and future impact on her internal organs and future development. So we decided to look for experience. I mean, Israel with all the advanced research and technology, that was very rare and very aggressive. The chances to have what she had was one in 400 million. Yeah, so we wanted to see where the experience lies. And we I remember sending FedExes all over the world, to Japan, to Switzerland, to the US. And we found a doctor who then saw a couple hundred cases at Memorial Sloan Kettering in New York. I remember asking my brother to get on a plane and go and meet with that doctor before we uproot our family. And so he did. He met with that doctor and the doctor told him, if you want to save your niece, you should come here. So we came only for a month. Our month became a very long year. But at the end of that year, she was cancer-free or more appropriately, non-evidence of disease. And I remember sitting there and thanking Hashem and thinking how lucky we are. But I also thought about our proactiveness and if that played a role in saving her life. And of course, the fact that we are now speaking the answer is yes. I decided to document everything I know about that type of cancer because by then I was an expert. Sometime I would speak to doctors and know more than them about recent research and options. I documented everything and uploaded it to a website which I called My Child's Cancer. Just to share the knowledge, I invited a couple of other parents who were also proactive about their child's cancer to cover a couple more types of cancers. And that's it. I went on my merry way to you know, recover from the very hard year and a half that we had. Uh, we were far away from home, broken from an economic perspective. What happened is that parents found that website and started reaching out for more information, maybe an introduction, maybe an advice. Fast forward over a decade today, we have a team in different locations in the U.S. and in Israel. We have a team in Israel. 
And today we, so basically the premise of this organization is to provide life-saving information to parents, but also help them to be proactive about their child's disease. So we give parents, as you said, once it hits you, you're like a deer in the headlights. You have no idea what to do. For example, for brain tumors, which is the most common type of tumors in children, we have a committee of international experts, which who, and uh, about a dozen from different countries in the world, each the best of the best in their own field. And we are covering every and any aspect of pediatric cancer with these committees. So whenever there's a complication, a case in which the kid is not responding to the treatment, or maybe if it's an ultra rare combination or whatever, parents today and oncologists can approach us. We will uh, take all this medical information, all the relevant medical information, and we will forward it to the chair of our committee, and he will pull in the relevant experts. And they will uh, review the materials and they will provide a second opinion. However, we don't stop there. We will get these world experts on a Zoom call with the parents and the oncology, the, the, the local oncologist. Now, these Zoom calls are mind-blowing. The amount of information flowing, they cover you know, unpublished research. And these Zoom calls are a real game changer for the kids and their parents. First of all, the parents, they see that there's no stone left unturned to save their child. Um, that removes a lot of uh, opposition and streamlines the whole process. From the local oncologist perspective, he gets to work with the best of the best on a live case. So he benefits. And we already see that these guys, they take what they learn from our Zoom calls and apply it on other kids. So we're actually upping the yeah. entire uh, pediatric oncology level in Israel. And the other thing I wanted to say is that regard, even if it would be the best doctor in the world, Getting a second opinion is always a good idea. Doctors are amazing. They're here to save lives. However, they're only human beings. Right. There's so much going on every day, new researches and new publications. They can't know everything. They can't stay on top of everything. Plus, let's not forget that they have many kids to treat. So to your first point, I believe us parents, we are the gatekeepers. Today, some doctors even refer patients to us, the complicated cases, because they see us as a tool for them to do the research, to do the legwork, find the best experts. And then we facilitate a conversation, we facilitate a Zoom call between them and the best doctors in the world for that topic. As people are listening to us, they are probably thinking that this is just an Israel, that there's just an Israel aspect to my child's cancer. Can you clarify that? Because you know, I now know that that's not the case. That is not the case. Most of the families we help are Israelis or Jewish because we don't do marketing and we don't do PR. And the way people find us is through hearsay, referrals. Right. Last year we helped, in 2022, we helped about 100 kids, mostly from Israel, but not only. But we say, okay, there's probably 100,000 parents who need that information. So we take everything we learn from that 100 kids, 100 cases a year. We document everything and we upload it to a website called MyWikiCancer. And we make this information available with parents from all over the world who are 
not as fortunate as we are and may not have access to the best experts in the world. A parent from India or Brazil or wherever, they get on the website, they search for a particular type of cancer they're dealing with, and they will find a parent's testimonials, list of experts from all over the world, list of the best medical uh, cancer centers for that. Uh, we even rewrite medical research to layman terms so parents can understand what the research says and act upon it. So basically, it's like a one-stop shop for parents to find all the resources they need to be proactive about their child's cancer. Last year, we had a family from Brazil, a couple of families from Europe. They saw the information. Sometimes they just left, took the information and used it. Other parents, they reach out to us for additional um, uh, support. This is a real tikkun olam. Well, we can see in the statistics, in the uh, Google, in the analytics, the parents of all over the world are benefiting from the information we share. You're speaking to me from your multi-roomed offices and your 20-person staff. Am I correct? <laughs> Actually, no. I'm uh, speaking to you from my basement. We don't have offices. Since our inception, I've been running this organization like a startup. Every dollar accounts. We don't spend money on offices or marketing or PR. I've been doing this as a volunteer for over 20, 12 years. As of uh, a few months ago, because our volume grows and it requires, in order for us to scale, um, it requires my full attention. I've uh, quit my other job. This is what I'm doing, full-time job. And my salary is basically to cover my cost. We All our uh, resources go towards the programs. I believe I'm speaking on behalf of the entire team. Everyone here, even those who are getting something, they give 10 times more. Um, we have a very special DNA in our in our organization. You talk about wiki cancer, but we know that there's really four pieces to my child's cancer. Give us a little bit more about that. Sure. So the four pillars are basically the journey. It's the sum of the journey that the family goes so the treatment research is uh, at any point from diagnosis and onwards, if there's a complication, to find the best expert or the best clinical trial or best treatment. We never provide a recommendation or an opinion. We find information for the parents to go and discuss with their, with their doctors. By the way, some of our research led to introducing new clinical trials or new drugs to kids with cancer in Israel that were unknown. Just a couple of months ago, we did a research for a kid, which led us to a clinical trial. And in the Zoom call with that expert from Austria and the doctor in Israel, they found out that the Israeli community is not aware of that clinical trial in Austria. Wow. But regardless, that particular kid, he got this clinical trial drug, not only we provided a, a drug or a treatment option, which was not available before, we also opened that to other kids in Israel. This is not the first time this happens. That's the first pillar. The second pillar is patient advocacy. Patient advocacy is whenever the doctor, for example, is not willing to act on the second opinion that we brought, but the parents want to check it out and explore it. So we will represent the family in front of the medical center that 
has that clinical trial. We will um, uh, translate documents. We will contact uh, the international center of that medical uh, center. We will do whatever it takes, or we will uh, facilitate that treatment for the parents. The third is uh, local support to the families. That's the third pillar. Whenever families need to uproot for treatment, we have a team of family coordinators. They will receive them at the airport. They will help them find a, before they even come, find a place to stay, um, school and education system for the, for the siblings when needed. Be picked up and they will go to their apartment and they will open the fridge and the fridge will be full. That's, and, and during their stay, which could be months, we will coordinate hospitality by the local community for Shabbat, for holidays, and we will try to make them feel at home as much as possible, even when they're away, away from home. And the fourth and last is the Wiki Cancer, which you mentioned. And that's our Tikkun Olam program. And this is where we, our goal is to help parents or hundreds of thousands of parents, I'm not sure how many parents are there, who, can, who may be in need for the, for the information we hold. I know that you have many success stories. Can you share one in particular with us? So over the years, we helped uh, almost a thousand kids. By helping, some of our impact stories include saving arms and legs from amputation or saving eyesight or the ability to walk, sometimes life. We have many amazing impact stories. There was this teenage girl. She was a high school student and she was supposed to do uh, surgery in Israel in her spine. And the doctors told her she's going to be disabled, handicapped after that surgery. And the parents reached out to us. So we sent it to our uh, network of experts. And one of the experts suggested that instead of surgery, he suggested a non-invasive way, which included a particular type of radiation, which doesn't exist in Israel but exist in the U.S. So we forwarded this to the family and they discussed it with the doctors. To make a long story short, the girl, this teenager and her parents, they arrived to the new to the U.S. to do this radiation. After a few months, she was cancer-free. So she went back to Israel, you know, standing on both her legs, able to walk to finish her high school studies. I was just thinking, uh, you know, I closed my eyes and tried to imagine how her life would have looked like mm-hmm. in a wheelchair. For the, I mean, would she have kids? Would she have grandkids? Would she be able to, you know, live her life to the full potential that she has and all that? And I think our impact doesn't stop in the kids. I think our impact goes generations forward. Yes. I think we're also impacting the next generation and the one after that. What do you see for the future? What we do is not visual. Everything I said, the personalized research, the life-saving information, the wiki, none of it is visual. It's very hard for us to get the word out there, to create awareness and to raise funds. So one of my biggest goals for this year is to significantly increase the level of support we're getting and the funds because we want to do more. There are more types of cancers that we want to build international committees around. These committees are very expensive. So we want to cover more types of cancer. We want to take the wiki cancer 
and share it with more and more people. For that, we need uh, SEO, search engine optimization, and we need ads. And of course, we need to manage all the content on it, which keeps refreshing. That's uh, very costly. We want to introduce new programs, uh, your child finished treatment. Thank God they're cancer-free, now what? Sometimes kids, they need dental follow-up and they need uh, PT and they need uh, um, orthopedic, uh, you know, there's a slew of experts that they need to meet. Uh, we wanna we wanna take all that long-term treatment to the next level in Israel. We wanna also increase the number of doctors, Israeli doctors who work with us. We wanna bring more experts to visit in Israel. This, this coming June, we're bringing two of the world's best experts in brain tumors to a clinic in Israel to meet with the other doctors, the brain tumor experts in Israel and do a kind of a workshop. There's so much we can do. The need is there, it's growing and um, we wanna cover more types of cancers, bring more information and help more kids. Before we close, obviously there's one, one important question to ask you. And that is Shani. And how is she? And how old is she? Shani is an amazing kid. She's a 14-year-old. She's a teenager. She's a freshman. She's an athlete. She's an excellent basketball player. She plays up with a JV. She's an A student. And she's an amazing sister. So my message is to all the parents out there who may be listening. You know, I feel you. I know how hard it is, how hard it can be. But nothing is going to break you. I want to thank you for your time this afternoon and for sharing the story of my child's cancer. Thank you for your time and for your good work. Thank you for having me and thank you for your support. Thank you.